Welcome to the Ordinary Investors Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Leah Baker. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, we have an absolute honor. It is our honor and pleasure. Uh, this is somebody that's important uh, to us and our world has had a significant impact on our lives. Uh, we have the opportunity to interview the one and only Dylan Suter. Dylan is a owner of multiple businesses. He's a realtor. He's an investor. Dylan, tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what got you started in investing. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. A um, little bit about me. I uh, My mom was a mortgage agent when I was younger. She kind of grew into that opportunity. Um, when I was growing up, she had three jobs. And in that, she was a teller at a bank and made like 20 grand a year. Um, and then she ended up growing and growing and, and got into sales and sold mortgages for Scotiabank and the one and only Scotiabank in her world for a while. Um, for me, it was all about finding creative solutions to scale. And uh, there was a point in time when she actually, I came home and she had declined one of my clients. So I got my real estate license. And uh, I said, fine, I'll go find a mortgage broker. They can get it done. And the response she gave me was, if Scotiabank and I can't do it, no one can do it. And I laughed at that. And I said, there's there's always a solution. Someone's always out there to find a problem or solve a problem. And I want to be the guy that solves it. And so that was kind of my, my upbringing. My mom has now been a mortgage broker outside of Scotia for almost four years. And uh, when I first got my real estate license, a lot of realtors actually that used to refer her a lot of business went dark. And about half of her referral sources left her. And the reason they left her was because they knew or they thought that my mom was going to give every one of her leads to me, which uh, it took me seven years in my painting business for my mom to give me my first referral. Seven. And you know how important business by referral is. So for her, it was like I had to get over that hurdle and really prove it to her that I was something amazing and special before uh, she would give me anything. And so I remember the moment where a bunch of her realtors, she was so heartbroken that all these people she built amazing relationships with over the 20, 30 years before um, ended up not working with her anymore and found someone new thinking that she was going to just disband them immediately. And she knew she never would have. That's not who she was. Those that stuck with her got a ton of business from it. And I think that kind of gave me a bit of my loyalty and my commitment. But I said a moment, I made a statement at the moment. And that was about four years ago. And I said, mom, I'm going to give you so much damn business that you are going to be able to tell all those realtors that you can give all your leads to them because I don't need your business, but I'll give you enough business that you don't need them. So you get the choice. And so I think what we talk a lot about the Tony Robbins world and, and pattern recognition, pattern utilization and pattern creation. And so there's a number of patterns that someone can pick on on what I just mentioned on who I am and how I operate. I think there's a lot of loyalty into what I do, a lot of commitment, um, some really big goals that I will always strive for and uh, a willingness to continue to educate and learn and never give up. And uh, you only fail when you stop trying. So it's fail forward, fail often. And uh, uh, my, my mom actually got me this big lion print that, for Christmas a few years ago that I put up on my wall. And it says, you either win or you learn. And so I think it's important to pick up on different nuances and, and how you can grow through things. Everyone's going to go through a challenge, especially in 2023. And how you come out the other side is what makes you you. So I know we're going to jump into getting started in real estate investing and what that looks like. But I think it's important to preface this entire conversation with anything is possible. And one of the major reasons why I continue to do what I do is because there's always another level. 
which is where a lot of my education is, is from. But I would say that I don't need to necessarily do more, but I want more because it provides further opportunity and provides inspiration for some that may be listening or some that I don't even know that anything is possible. You can go anywhere you want to be. And, uh, and yeah, so that's a little bit about me and my background and, and my personality. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. I mean, a lot of that I can resonate with. Uh, my dad was in mortgages and same thing there with uh, when I got into the real estate industry, um, having those challenges where he, uh, people thought that he was going to give all his business to me and uh, uh, same thing there. And a definitely um, mindset and uh, knowing that you can achieve more. I know that you've uh, paved the path for that for a lot of people inside your world us included, um, where, you know, there's so much more opportunity out there and you can grow to different levels. Um, and then let's start back at the beginning of the journey. Like what did, what did it look like? What did, uh, you know, investing in your first deal look like and, um, and where did you start? This is going to be fun. I, uh, I was on a lot of podcasts at the beginning of my journey and uh, I haven't been on them for a few years now. And I think that the conversation, if you go back, I used to say I was on podcasts every couple of months talking about where I was at and I would share a lot of my current issues or problems. If I go back and listen to them, I remember them being the biggest problem of the world back then. And it was like, oh, it's an extra $6,000 in plumbing. And now I'm sitting there going like, yay, it's an extra $6,000 in plumbing. <laughs> um, so you look at the progression and, and what you can accomplish. You always underestimate what you'll accomplish in one year, but you'll overestimate. Sorry, you'll overestimate what you'll accomplish in one year, but you'll underestimate what you'll accomplish in five. And you'll be anywhere you want to be in five years. And my first five years in real estate as an investor and as an agent started in 2016 as, a, in, as an agent. Uh, I started even earlier uh, back in 2008 eight as an investor without knowing I was an investor. And uh, it was because my mom said that I needed to buy a property and I, it would made more sense for her to not pay for it when I went to Laurier, but for me to buy a house in Kitchener and go to school. My first house was at Fisher Holman and Homer Watson, uh, which I'm sure you know well in Kitchener Waterloo and uh, right on the borderline between those two. I had a brilliant idea that I was going to buy a, a student house far enough away from the university that we wouldn't have parties. Lo and behold, we had a keg party every single weekend. <laughs> so um, my first investment journey actually started in university and we had a five bedroom house, six bedroom house when I made my downstairs living room with no windows into a bedroom for my close friend. Um, used to throw a sock on the floor because there was no door. And um, <laughs> I think that it was getting into that property. It was two units and we ended up filling it with the students. Um, but when I went to sell it, instead of just selling it on market, I actually started cleaning it up. So it was almost like a longer term flip, a five or six year flip. And I think that's a really good opportunity for anyone that may be just trying to think about how can I get into real estate. If you've also been thinking about maybe moving into a new home, your current home, if you improve it, is probably ways that you can increase value. But a lot of times we live in our primary residences, we get blinders on and we don't think about the paint color or the trim or how old our kitchen really is. And so you don't think about those things that a buyer may want. And most of the times the easiest way to make some quick money to get into the investment world is actually to invest your primary residence or clean up your primary residence and sell that tax free, uh, which then gives you a, a bit of a, a lump sum to go in and start dabbling and playing in this space. So, um, 
that was kind of the start. I had that that property. I, I remember working. I was a university first class painters. I ran Ontario after I was 19 and I was the, the regional director. I would train and hire everything that I love now uh, about what I do at KW and owning the brokerages and all these different businesses and development and leadership. I did at 18 and 19 through promotional opportunities. And I remember I walked into a new build, new condo space that was actually a client that I was doing a lot of painting for. And he represented a builder and he gave me, I bought the fourth unit in the building. So I thought I got, hey, I got preferential treatment. I got walked in here and I bought it for 235,000, I think it was. And it was a Stony Creek condo, one bedroom plus den on the water. And uh, I bought that. I remember there was a tiered structure to get in. Um, it was, I think it was like, 40-ish thousand, 45,000 that I had to put down on that because it would be about 18 or 20%, whatever it was. But it was over like a six-month period. So it was like right a $10,000 check today, then a $5,000 check each month after, and then a $15,000 check at the end or whatever it was. And so I didn't have $45,000 in my bank account, but I was writing checks as if I did. And I think that was what I started to really break through the challenges. And I knew that I had the earning opportunity and the earning potential and I was going to invest first in myself. Actually, if I could go back and change anything, it'd be invest in myself because that's what I learned after I bought five properties. So I went and invested every penny I have into this property without investing in myself. And I had no idea what I was doing. And so I bought that property. I didn't have the money and I worked my butt off. I remember that first summer I had that, that role as a university first class painters. Uh, I went out twice. I went out for my girlfriend's birthday, which was July. And I went out for my best friend's birthday, which was June. And that entire summer, I went out twice. I didn't go out at all in July or sorry, in August. And I moved back to Waterloo a little early to actually start selling some painting and up a secondary space while I had my painters in Niagara go. And so I did the exact same thing six months later with another condo, except this time I had less money in my bank account. I was full-time in school. So I ended up transitioning slowly from a full-time student to a part-time student and from a part-time painting company to a full-time painting company to continue to pay the down payments for these properties. And then the next summer came and I said, I want to do a flip. And I spoke with a realtor friend of mine who is now my sponsor into KW. And I said, I got, I don't know, I'm looking for something in the two to 300,000 range. This was in 2017, 16 or 17, 16 maybe. And yeah, it was 16. And um, she said, hey, how about this $605,000 house in Burlington? I said, I didn't, did you not hear the two to 300,000 that I mentioned a minute ago? And like traditional realtors, we go and push the envelope and get people to their their stretch point. So um, I did. And I went and I qualified for a $605,000 house. We made it our primary residence. We moved in and we renovated it. My partner and I, business partner um, and I, I almost lost my girlfriend through that house because we, uh, we rated it while living in it and uh, using a four by eight sheet of plywood as a countertop for four months is apparently not a thing that women like to do. I don't know why. Uh, maybe Leah, you can, you can speak to this. It's uh, it's not as luxurious as a laminate or a stone countertop apparently. So um, yeah, that was a property. Went to sell it in 2017. We ended up getting, it was supposed to be way more. And then all of a sudden it was supposed to be listed in March. It wasn't. And those who remember April, 2017 as a realtor, the market fell 20 to 30%. And so I ended up saying, going back to the pattern I spoke about earlier in this episode, I started talking about what is the solution? Because there's always a solution to the problem that you have. And the solution was to go and start short-term rentals. So we posted on Airbnb before Airbnb was a thing or before anyone had these short and midterm companies or any city was ever, ever worried about it. And I actually had an insurance company come and say that they were willing to pay 
to get a family out of uh, hotels because they had a family of three kids and two parents, which meant they had to get three rooms at the Holiday Inn. And the Holiday Inn in Burlington was like $235 a day per room, plus they had to pay all their food because they had a burn down or they had a fire. So they were looking for eight months of accommodations. And so I said, yeah, sure, I'll accommodate it. I'm currently charging on Airbnb 200 bucks or 300 bucks a night. I'll give it to you for 10 grand a month. It'll be great, fully furnished. And we settled at 8,500 when rent for that house would probably be 3,000. And I rented it to them for eight months. Then they extended for another 14 or another four months, six months, because they went to 14 total. And, uh, and then they paid for that. We dropped down to, I think, 75 for them. And then from there, we continued to do short term, eventually selling it three years later for the same price we would have got in March of 2017 before the market kind of fell. And we walked away with our two $300,000 profit. We had refinanced it instead of selling it when the market still had some comps for refinance value, got most of, if not all of our money out. And uh, my final property that I bought personally, which would have been my fifth property that I owned personally, uh, second from final, was actually another new build condo. And I said I would buy, never buy one, but this one was different. This one was in Oakville and this one was prestigious and it had all the nice fixings and it backed on the ravine and all this stuff. And it was a massive thousand square foot, one bedroom. And I just thought it was different with this wrong again and uh, ended up living in that and found that living in a really prestigious uh, Oakville condo is essentially a retirement home. And everyone that has saved their life savings to get into condos and in Oakville was quite a bit. They were like, how does this 20 some odd year old kid live in this and own it? And it was quite funny to see the attitude that was about there. Um, and so we lasted eight months and I actually had the CRA come after us saying we should have paid HST on that six. We didn't own it for a year when we finally moved out and they had to make us show a bunch of other things that were not like, uh, my gas bill or my tax bill. They wanted me to show like an Amazon delivery or like an Aldo shoe delivery or my pizza pizza receipts to say that I actually lived there, which was kind of an interesting tip and another pattern you should write down if you're an investor going into this stuff um, to make sure I didn't pay capital gains or the HST because it was the first time owning it, which I did above board and legally and properly. It's just the story that we had to explain our story, which was true. And went from there and bought a bungalow. And this was right when I started getting into real estate pretty heavily and sell, selling these investment opportunities and creating wealth to people. I got my real estate license because I was a real estate investor wanting to invest in myself and quickly realized that Keller Williams is the place when you want to give back to others and change, change people's lives in a big way. And so I started to sell to some friends and family and I loved it. And I really loved it. And then I started reading the MREA and doing everything that KW teaches in their training rooms. And I just did everything over and over again. I did bold nine times. I did career visioning seven times. I did ignite to the point where I could teach it and train it. I, everything under the sun, every family to mega camp, I just educated, 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 all about education, reinvested in myself. That's when I first started to discover, I guess, self, self investment and educated. And so um, I ended up buying this property and uh, I was going to do duplex conversion because I had some clients that wanted to. And I said, well, I've bought new homes or new build condos. I've done a student rental. I have done Airbnb term. I have done some quick flips. But what I haven't done is a duplex conversion. So I said, what better way to learn it than to do it myself? And so I bought a bungalow in Burlington and went through the entire application. I actually sat with my architect, he was very patient and generous with his time. And we drew it all out and he showed me all the specifics. And I used to teach courses afterwards on how to actually measure ceiling height and see what the height was and know all the specifics and have your side entrance and all these different ways and how you can get highest and best use. 
And I went and sat at the McKinney of Adjustments. I had all the elderly Burlington people tell the person in front of me that you're cutting down a tree. Oh, no. And uh, started to see some of these building issues you might encounter. Um, and again, noting again patterns, just how people get into real estate and what the, the populace actually thinks versus those that actually buy a second or third or 15th home. Um, and so I went through the whole process. I managed the contractors myself. I fired my first contractor. I hired another contractor. I did daily and weekly inspections. And uh, and then I ended up living upstairs and I rented out downstairs on Airbnb. Made about 3,500 bucks a month and it was enough to cover my whole living expense. And uh, then I had, um, then I decided finally, I was like, you know what? I've spent the first 15 years of my working career living for free because I lived in a student rental or I lived in a flip or I lived in a duplex and I said, you know what? I have put myself last so long. It's time to really buy what I want and open a corporation and get into this. And so in 2018, I ended up incorporating and I had a business partner that introduced me to joint ventures. And um, that really turned into my first corporate ownings or holdings. We ended up buying four properties in Q4 of 2018. We ended up buying 82 properties in 2019, which was uh, about 30% of our 260 goal. And um, that's where my life kind of took off. And so I think what I'll probably do there is is stop and see if you have any specific questions on that. I kind of showed you a bit of the, the growth path from a student rental that uh, had no door for my one tenant uh, all the way up to, uh, to getting into 82 properties in a year. Wow. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just, um, I love the little comment there. I know we were both laughing silently, Sean, about the uh, neighbor with chopping down the tree. We encountered the exact same thing when we were doing our duplex conversion that we did. It was so funny. Um, so yeah, I love that you mentioned these things that people will run into, especially like the contractor issues, like going through multiple contracts, like that's a real thing that does happen. Um, yeah, I, can you bring us through? I know you have a massive portfolio, so maybe you can bring us on the next uh, part of your journey of owning things corporately and what that looks like, what structure looks like, and how you actually like grow and scale a portfolio corporately. For sure. Um, more than happy to dive into any questions you guys want. I think that there's a couple things I want to make sure we don't miss at the end, which would be kind of my monopoly game that I'm playing now with some investors that have done this a little bit. So those that have gotten the investing game and, and started to want to scale, there's a, a breakthrough threshold there we'll, we'll talk about, as well as conduit asset management, which was something I didn't know I needed until I actually realized that I had it and now I needed it. And now we offer that to clients. And then also we, we've talked a lot about education and whatnot. So I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to get further education and get connected to a lot of my key partners. I have almost 20 sponsors. We'll max out at 20 and I will get there of 20 of my pref preferred contractors and architects and, and property management companies and, and all these people that you can work with to actually scale your investment portfolios in an event in August 1st. Um, so I think when you ask the question on structure, I like to look at my structure as um, I, I own, if I do a little bubble chart, it's kind of, I own a corp underneath that corp is my holding corp and underneath that holding corp are any partnership corps. So it's kind of a bit of a three tiered structure. Um, the assets will be owned underneath that as well. So if I have my top bubble as me, then I have the second bubble as my 
sole owned holding company. That is where I want my life insurance long-term. That is where I want my cash to flow up to. That is where I will distribute cash from assets to myself if I ever want to take dividends personally. That is where I will usually pay most of my corporate tax. Uh, that is my my safe. That is my corp that I, I do everything I can to not guarantee. Uh, unfortunately, in Ontario, you do have to do some personal guarantees and guarantee all the way up to it. So um, there are some asset guarantees there. But from a liability standpoint, it makes more sense to have that there. Below that holding company will then be where I have all my different partnerships. So if you only have one JV, maybe it's that you're 50-50 on that one, whatever that may be. If you have two or three JVs and you want to do joint venture to scale additional capital, then I would say that holding co should own your 50% or 33% or 25% or 75% of the corp below that you partner with a JV on. That corp that you have partnered with a JV on is what will actually own the assets. Now, my accountant told me when I started this about 40 doors, 40 units was what one corp should have. Now, I have a 32 unit building that has its own corp. I have a 88 unit building that has its own corp. I have a 12 unit building that has its own corp. Um, I, I, I'm, when I look at apartment buildings, I would probably do uh, a, a, my own corp per apartment building because I think that you can actually make it make financial sense. But when I'm looking at holdings, duplexes, triplexes, single families, fourplexes, whatever that may be, I'd usually focus on about 40 doors. Now, the biggest challenge you're going to run into with those doors is that when you do your refinance strategy, they will look at every asset in that corp for the most part. If you're looking for a lending, you're looking for the most the most inexpensive, the most accommodating lending from a from a rate standpoint, they will want to see the whole corp. A lot of lenders actually don't like lending to corps. Um, so this will get a little bit more complicated and, and, and you'll need to overcome one mental hurdle when you get there, which is going to be the fact that you can't be rate shopping. If you're worried about a 10 or 20 basis point change because you want to have something owned, you don't realize that you're either going to pay it in taxes or you're going to pay it in interest rate. And I think that's a really important item to know is that you're either going to go with private lending and you'll pay 8, 9, 10, 15, 17, 20% I have on some properties uh, and you can scale exponentially or you'll keep your prime plus or prime minus 1% at a, an A lender, but you need to own it in your own personal name. You have full liability for it. All the income is passive income in your personal name, which also has capital gains issues when you sell it, all kinds of problems. So um, that's my corporate structure. I would say talk to a lawyer to vet it before you do it, but I would say it's really important to talk to a lawyer and an accountant before you get into it, of which you can meet mine August or August 1st. And uh, we'll get back to that after. I like that smile, Sean. That's what I'm looking for. Some subtle breadcrumbs. Um, and yeah, basically just go out and, and set up that structure to be able to scale your portfolio and, and uh, accomplish your goals. Awesome. Uh, going back, there was uh, two takeaways that I had on that. So the one pattern was that uh, taking action. Um, so not being afraid to take action. And you're going to learn as you go through. Um, so you shared all your learning experiences there as you went through. And sometimes it, you know, it was favorable. Sometimes it took a, you know, a mental shift and a different way of looking at a different approach to be able to overcome it. Um, so love that you shared that and uh, about the you know, taking action. The third thing was sacrifice. So I think that the common theme that I see with everybody that we interview is that if you want to have a bigger life, there has to be some sort of sacrifice today and in the process in order for you to get to where you want. And uh, you got to do the sacrifice to get uh, to be able to build it. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the August 1st event. I know that you've uh, 
giving us some breadcrumbs there. Uh, let us know what's going on August 1st. You know, you two are two of the best people to ask about it um, because you've always been so grateful and appreciative and all in for everything. I remember we did a road trip to Detroit once. Uh, that was our first room that we shared, Sean. That was fun. And, and just education and travel. I mean, I've been a part of, I mean, I just came earlier today from a strategic coach event downtown, uh, which is educational. Um, I'm a part of Keith Cunningham's board of directors, which is a round table now of, of 10 CEOs that I get to work with. Some of them have been there for 15 years and I get to meet with Keith Cunningham in person in his flesh, who is Rich Dad from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, and they just analyze my business and rip it all apart and tell me everything I'm doing wrong in two hours. And there's 10 people that do that, plus Keith. And then we do that 10 times over two days. Uh, so 20 hours of in-course in, in stuff, but it's education. It's, it's worth the money. Um, and then Tony Robbins has been a massive, massive, massive influence in my life. And so I joined the Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership well before I could afford it. In 2018 was my first exposure. And I said, I'm going to join this. I don't know when. And uh, it was $85,000 US a year. And I was terrified. And I'm like, how could I ever do that? And I was with someone at that time, same person that brought me into KW. At Unleash the Power Within event, which is usually 1,000, 15, 2,000, something like that, US. And she was like, this is you, Dylan. This is your people. And I was like, yes, it is. But I make $200,000 a year. How could I possibly spend 85,000 US? Like the exchange rate's like 65 cents on the dollar. <laughs> How am I going to do that? And they said that I could put a $10,000 deposit down and I could delay up to 12 months. And I actually, a little, a little slight, slight tweak to that. I went November... And it was 75,000. I didn't do it then. I went to business master in January and they increased the price that January to 85,000. And it's been 85 since, but that $10,000 change was where I didn't sacrifice that. I didn't take that risk for two months. It cost me $10,000 every year for the rest of my life that I stay in Tony Robbins because now I'm 85, 75, 65, as opposed to 75, 65, 55. So another little tidbit on take action fast because stuff gets more expensive. And so I went from Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. I'm now in my fourth year of that, and I am now with the Platinum Lions. So in May, I went and actually had a chance to be at Tony's house, which was incredible. Uh, and in February, Sean ended up uh, getting to come and join us at the Platinum Partnership event because last November, I worked with the Tony Robbins group. And it only happened two, two times prior from Platinums where they wanted to get group pricing. And I had a 500 ticket block. And I just wanted to give people exposure to what has just changed my world and, and blown me up in so many different ways and positive ways. And not just in business or in money and wealth, but in literally in relationship, in, in life, in health. Um, this guy is just a, an absolute incredible individual in contribution and giving back in charity. Um, there's just so much that Tony does in every area that, that he doesn't get credit for uh, unless you're in his world. And I said, you know what? A lot of people can't afford that $2,000 or whatever it is to get there and see him or, or the $85,000. But I wanted everyone to be able to bring their kids and be able to bring their families and do something, some exposure to him. And so I was actually able to bring his brother-in-law, Scott, and his top coach and trainer, Steve Gill, who's my coach, who travels all around the world and does a $35,000 program, which is called business results training for corporations, up to 50 people. And I was able to negotiate with them to get them to come to Burlington, Ontario for August 1st and teach us 
us a one-day business results training that is going to cover a little bit about some of the challenges we may be faced with with the economy or some of the struggles you may have dealt with since COVID and before even, and then in the afternoon on how you can grow your business by 150% or more in 2024, which I think everyone in business wants to do, especially with a bit of a down year in 2023. And so we've been able to do that for a really, really low ticket price. Uh, anyone that buys VIP will actually be getting the absolute best price UPW ticket as well. So you'll be in the front row of this event, and then you'll actually get a UPW ticket for Dallas, which is the beginning of November this year. And so the VIP tickets are available and you actually get the ticket for free. Um, there is 20% off the tickets if you use the podcast sponsor link, which is POD exclamation point one. And when you actually check out, you get that. It's businessresults2023.ca. And again, we're going to have 20 booth sponsors. It's the most that can fit in the, the Burlington Performing Arts Atrium. Um, so they're going to be exclusive. So you're going to get access to my lawyers. You're going to access to my property managers and my asset managers and everything. If you want to get into real estate and pick pick their brain, huge value there. Then you're going to be in the actual event and, and learn from some of the most inspirational tools and systems and models that I've ever learned and be able to grow your business by 150% or more. I've personally done more than that every year that I've been in Tony Robbins' world, as well as launch 13 or 14 businesses at this point in time and grow my investment portfolio. Um, there's success leaves clues. And, and this is one of those clues that you just can't miss. 100%. Thanks so much for sharing Dylan. I think we're both very excited and looking forward to that event. I can't wait to share more with others. And I hope others really do sign up because I know personally, thank you, Dylan, for exposing us to Tony Robbins. It's been an incredible journey already. And we've only been on this journey since like last November, um, technically platinum since January, February. So yeah, it's been amazing. And it's a true gift. And I think people would miss, you know, if they didn't take this opportunity um, to come out to something local, something that's not that far to go, you don't have to hop on a plane like we did to get that exposure. So yeah, I hope, uh, I hope it's a great turnout. And I know it's going to be an amazing event. And, and uh, thank you so much for bringing it to us all as well to have that opportunity. We appreciate you for that and, uh, you know, giving more people the opportunity to be exposed to Tony's teachings. And uh, I'm sure that uh, they're going to get a ton of value out of this business results training. Even if you just go to the one training, I'd love to see everybody at UPW as well. I know that was it was impactful for us in all areas of our life, not just one area, not just in business. Um, it was a huge impact being inside that room at the UPW uh, too. So yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, Dylan, if you were to strip it all back with the knowledge that you have today, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's just starting out in investing? Get your notepads out and be prepared to be blown away. Two things. Invest in yourself first and early. So get in there, invest. Like this event is a prime example. It's peanuts for what you're actually going to have to invest. I know people have said, what would you do for your first 10 or 25 or $50,000? And the answer is always invest in yourself, coaching, education, development, whatever that may be. So that's number one. And number two is go bigger. Don't be afraid to add a zero. Don't be afraid to get into the multifamily space. 
numbers, especially in Ontario, I don't know how wide your, your population of listeners goes, but numbers, especially in Ontario, Canada, have become very challenging to make a single family or a duplex or even a triplex or a fourplex actually cash flow makes sense. Remember back when I started this, it was like, I want $700 a unit, otherwise I'm not going to buy it. And, uh, and now with interest rates going up and costs of housing going up and rents going up and not keeping up with the cost of housing, it's very challenging. You can get those returns on apartment buildings and, uh, and anyone can reach out to me separately through leads at elevationrealty.ca. We'll drop that in the show notes as well. Um, and, and ask about my monopoly or conduit asset management and how we can help you get into multifamily. Like we've created a system. You can use everything I use, all the people I use, my internal teams, my knowledge and strategy around multifamily buildings and actually make it possible. I look at conduit asset management as almost an insurance ticket for people that want to get into multifamily and they're a little scared and hesitant and they sell off a couple of single families, duplexes, triplexes and go into a building, but they don't know where to start. We do that for you. We help you with that and, uh, and carry you through it. So um, that would be my, my two tips. I've stripped it back and give you two educate and then take action. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for being on the podcast with us today, Dylan. It's been a pleasure and uh, we look forward to seeing you in August on August 1st. I think I'm going to see you in Africa first. I'll see you I'm in Africa mistaken. first. Yes, fun. sir. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you in Africa and then we'll see you down August 1st at, at the, the Tony event. And I actually loved your idea of the kind of the BOGO type concept. So I'm going to get my team to implement that. Um, and I'll, I'll say that if someone wants to buy an individual ticket, they got that podcast uh, link that they can get the best price. If you got a friend or family member, like we want to make this exposure to everyone possible. So we'll do that kind of buy one and bring a friend kind of concept. We get people out to that. Um, and and then if anyone really wants to make an impact and they want to go really deep on, and open it to their database or their investor pool, really good opportunity to bring some potential JV partners out to. You have a networker package where you can buy up to 20 tickets at a severely discounted rate and then brand this entire event as your own. I, honestly, that I can't I can't say more than just please, please share this. This is all about you and giving back and, and inspiring people to think bigger and, and live around this potential, which is my mission and uh, exposing people to some incredible education. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dylan. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. We hope that you enjoyed the show today and that we brought you some value. We'd love it if you give some feedback, let us know what you think about the show and what you'd like to hear. And while you're at it, give us a follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes.